yes. We gotta talk over it. So it doesn't get taken down. I hate cats. He got me a pizza too. What? Are y'all like counting against me tonight? Facts. Oh my god. Another freaking podcast. Talk to him, Michael. Oh yes. Talk to him, Michael. Yo, I haven't heard this song from Michael. I really like it. Oh yeah. It's a Jackson song. Oh, but it's why. Michael singing it, so it's a Michael song. You had something in there, this song. Oh, yeah, it's called This Place Hotel by the Jacksons, or really a Michael Jackson song. But this is another freaking podcast with them boys, Dennis yes. and Kev, minus Kev. <laughs> <laughs> and we will get into the lovely voice you hear back there. Today's going to be a different vibe, but it's going to be the same vibe. You know what I'm saying? Different vibe, but the same vibe. Different vibe. As always, shout out to all my white people. Shout out to all my pox, my POCs, people of color. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to all my cash app honeys. Shout out to all the people who forgot about the Childish Gambino, This Is America song. (laughs) Shout out to all the J. Cole fans who forgot about his album. (laughs) Shout out to Cocaine in the 80s, they gave us Bobby Brown. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Shout out to that new and exclusive gym membership that we're all going to stick to this year. Yes, exactly. We all <laughs> and shout out to Mary J. Blige Depression, who gave us all those hits back in the 90s. Exactly. <laughs> and we're back again with another episode. Episode. I don't know what number this is going to be. This is going to be another episode. Um, today we're going to do something a little different. Um, Kevin's not here with us. Um, whatever. <laughs> I've got a, a near and dear friend of mine here today um, who goes by the name, and I'll let her introduce herself. Saidovna. Saidovna. Yes, that is me. And I promise she's not, she wasn't sent from Russia here to take over the United States. No, I was not. I'm I not a sleeper, so I promise. <laughs> <laughs> that is sick. Um, this is another freaking podcast. We're back here interviewing another very, very talented artist. Um, as you all know, this podcast isn't specifically about one topic, but music is definitely the primary subject here. Um, so we're going to try our best to kind of incorporate that at all times. Um, so how you been? I've been great. Yeah? Yes. We just finished watching uh, this uh, interesting, exciting uh, thriller of a documentary, I guess we could call it, uh, the Surviving R. Kelly documentary. Yeah. Like I said, it's it's an even better storyline than I've seen, being that I'm so shocked every single time. Every single time something else pops off or something's different, it's like, dang, I thought I knew the next <laughs> part, but no, I didn't. Yeah. Oh, that, that, shit. That's pretty much what, what it is at this point. Um you know, sitting there watching the documentary, you kind of forget that there's a human aspect to certain people. Yeah. You know, and, you know, typically when you when when we say that about people, the human aspect, we always try to associate it with positivity. Yeah. But we for, we fail to forget that there is a lot of negative shit in people and humans. Yeah. You know, the human error, so to speak. Yeah. But I think, you know, in that case, it's way beyond the human error, you know. Yeah. 
And we're not going to stick on that nope. too much for right now because um, we got the vibes going, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I know that on a previous episode, Kevin and I said that the vibes are cocaine. There's not any cocaine involved here right now. Not at or all. ever, actually. For no. The fa- no, <laughs> allegedly. No, no. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, um, so let's, t- let's, let's talk about uh, Saidovna yes. a little bit. Uh, why am I talking with a Russian accent? Oh, That's so trash. <laughs> yes, That's going to be the running joke from now on. No, no, no. Um, no, tell the people about yourself a little bit. Um, yeah. If, if you had to, mm-hmm. let's let's start with something simple here. Your name. Because um, we're not yeah. going to give the people your government, but mm-hmm. your artist's name, Saidovna. Um, would you mind explaining where does that come from? Yeah, so Saidovna, Saidovna, um, basically is my middle name. It is a combination of my birth mom's name and my dad's name. Um, and it means um, daughter of Sidovna and Natasha. Oh. So S-A-I-D is the ha- my dad's half of his name. And then D-O-V is daughter of. And then N-A at the end is Natasha. That's pretty tight, actually. So it's so, kind of like an ode to your parents. They wanted to owe it to themselves, which that is me. Yeah. So okay. I guess so. So yeah. are, are we pulling like a Kendrick Lamar here where he's using his first <laughs> and middle name? <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I always connected with yeah. that name um, more so than I did my government name. Okay. So that's why I was like, you know what? That's it. That's pretty tight because I, I was here thinking like this was some sort of like not that it's not an elaborate name because it is obviously because there's a lot attached to it. But I was th- here thinking that you had like some crazy like astronomical, s- miracle, yeah. spherical type of thing. <laughs> That's pretty dope though. That's pretty dope. Okay. Yeah. So as far as uh, the type of music that you do, do you mind telling us? Mm-hmm. How would you describe the type of music that you make? Because I can describe it one way from what I've heard. Yeah. But how would you describe it? Because obviously you're the creator of this music. I would say even what you heard isn't really my sound. Okay. I would say it's elements of my sound. I'm like I've told you several times I'm still developing uh my overall sound, but if I were to give it a name, I hate trying to give it a name. Yeah. You know that. I've, yeah. I've like always tried to really name it, but um I'm finding a way to add grit as well as soulful jazz with an element of like alternative rock, like John Mayer and Gary Clark Jr. And like just the mix of that. And then Tina Turner, Tina Turner and like just rawness. It's like a good mixture of like that. uh, I guess punk R&B soul. Kind of, but not punk either. When I say punk, I I don't Maybe more of like the attitude of punk. Attitude, yeah. yeah. I just I love attitude in music because I think that's like you said. We're, you were talking about human error. It's like the the actual thing that we're actually mm. feeling. And when you see that, you know, when Tina Turner is like her body's all over the mm. stage and Beyonce's <laughs> body's all over the stage, and she's just like like they turn into monsters in yeah, a way. It's yeah. like that's their frustration. That's their happiness. That's their sadness. That's how in my room and I'm by myself and I'm practicing, that's what comes out. And it's like, that's what I'm developing. It's funny. You answered so. my question that I was going to ask without, without really asking it now. <laughs> I was going to ask you if you could describe your artistry. And that, I mean, that sums it up pretty much. Yeah. You know, it, it sums it up as at the moment you can see it as, you know, A, B, C, and D, 
but you know that that's not it. Yeah. You know, there's still more that you yeah. can add to it or grow into. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's pretty dope because um, we were talking a few weeks ago and you were telling me how, how much you really appreciate Sade. Mm-hmm. And one could argue that you could say the same thing about her. Yes. Where she's not boxed into one genre. Like mm-hmm. when you think of Sade, you don't think of just R&B. Mm-hmm. When you think of Sade, you don't think about just soul music. You know? Exactly. You think of just Sade. Yeah. So would you say that at some point you want to be just Saidovna? Yes. Like that's that's my goal is to just be Saidovna and whatever that comes to be is what that comes to be. Yeah. Um, I am realizing as you create and you really allow yourself to be taken by music music has a way of communicating with you that it's like, I don't even know if somebody asks me the question, like, who do you want to be like, or who are you like? It's like, I can't even really authentically and truthfully say that name or who it is because it's so many elements of me that you see in other artists. But at the same time, it's like, Music is so you can't see it. It's literally vibrations and I swear to God, if you say vibes, I'm out. It's it's literally <laughs> it's frequencies <the> <laughs> yeah. and vibrations and like it's the wind. You can't see it. So whatever comes of is what comes of. So That's true. Yeah. yeah. And I totally feel you on that. It's like me, I um some of my favorite producers, um, Teddy Riley. Um Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, um, mm-hmm. Pharrell, Timberland, mm-hmm. you know, just to name a few. But I don't make anything that sounds like them. Yeah. But I can honestly say that that's my influence. Exactly. You know what I mean? I think um, mm-hmm. the influence that you kind of um, get from other artists and other producers and other genres of music doesn't necessarily mean that that's what you're going to, you know, Like give that's out. not what you're aspiring to be, but am I influenced? highly absolutely yes that's dope so like with that being said i do have a you know question for you um Mm -hmm. so obviously you've had influence by by sade could you give me maybe two or three more artists that you Mm -hmm. feel like have truly truly inspired you to create so for example me um i can i mean i have artists here on the wall that you see Mm -hmm. i've got michael jackson yeah as an artist who's definitely influenced my music Mm -hmm. um jay-z Mm-hmm. Bobby Brown, mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar, and Biggie. Yes. If but if you listen to my music, my music doesn't sound like any one of them. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't make New Jack swing like Bobby Brown. You know what I mean? Right. I don't make any of that. Right. Um, but I can definitely say I draw from that. Mm-hmm. So could you name about two or three more artists that you yeah can say that about that you grab that that have gravitated to you? Mm-hmm. So Selena was the very first one. <sighs> of course. Selena was the yeah. very very first one. Because you're from Texas, right? Um, no. I'm from everywhere. <laughs> All right. We'll, <laughs> like, we'll get into that at some point. But, uh, <laughs> so, Selena, it was in 95. Sure. Anyways, I saw that, and I, that's when I knew. I had been like four or five years old, and I just looked at her, and I was like, I want to be that. Yeah. And her And in your music, grit, I definitely don't hear Bidi Bidi Bamba. Not at all. <laughs> her grit. Like, if you really listen to her. The aggression. When she sang Donna Summer song and everything about her, like her performance, her 
silliness, her wittiness, just how she is, just her, her what she embodied yeah. when she was alive, you know? Um, so her and Sade and Beyonce, those okay. are the, like, sure. if I were to say, like, those are the people that I see, those are the people that I felt when I knew just a little slight story. My mom, I remember I was singing TLC's song and no scrubs in the backseat. And I was a really shy, shy, <laughs> shy little girl. And then she turned around and she was like, uh-uh, no, you're not back there singing. What you know whatever. about hanging out you your know? best friends? Hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> and I remember in my heart, something whispered, this is this is what I am. I am a singer and this is what I will be, is what always stayed with me. So, yeah, but those were the three. I mean, of course, Janelle Monae. Okay. Um, Esperanza Spaulding. I guess you could say that more of, of like, as, as of late. Like, as, like... I, I would say since I've been able to go out and really explore what I like in the past 10 years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then That's other tough. artists have influenced me as well. So And music is, is always ever changing as well. So you're always going to draw inspiration from somewhere. Exactly. So with that being said, what kind of influence do you feel like you want to pass down? Let's say you have a career um you know that's 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 growing in the next let's say 10 to 15 years what yeah. kind of influence do you want to pass down to that next generation Saidovna, that was passed on to you from a shade from a from you know from whatever artist influenced you mm -hmm. so what kind of influence do you want to pass on to someone else i think i know that's a kind just, of loaded question but, no yeah. what just i always go with what what first came to you maria what was it i mean Saidovna, cut that part out i'll cut it out <laughs> We'll believe something else in there. Oh. We do this all the time over here. We're pros over here, baby. <laughs> 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 so um, the first thing that came to me is like I have beat myself up about taking forever to figure out what it is I like, who I am as an artist, so on and so forth. Who knows if in the next 10 to 15 years the same thing will be popping off singles quickly, quickly popping off albums. Everybody just listening to all kinds of stuff all the time that you get ear fatigue just okay. like oh my god there's so much out there trust yourself if you what i've got from shade i've actually went back and listened to some of her youtube videos where she talked about her recording process and stuff and she literally you know how long it takes shade to put out an album years yeah the only and time she ever released music back to back was in the 80s exactly yeah. and it was it's timeless and it's not like i'm saying like strive to be timeless but honor and listen to yourself and mm. something inside you will guide you to where and how you will do it it's it's not this that's why i said the whole thing about like aspiring to be a mariah carey or mm. a beyonce or whatever i i kind of I, i've stopped looking at it that way it's more so a journey in it and of itself so whatever you become is what you become and what you put out is what you put out at whatever time don't feel yeah, pressure yeah. for the times sure. to put something out you know it's funny you so say that because it's that's the first thing that came to me. That really resonated. Honor yourself. Yeah. As an artist, as a creator. Because you're creating. This is coming from somewhere. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and it's so different for, to hear someone say that because all you always hear is honor those that came before you. True. Go ahead and honor them. You know what I mean? True. Yeah. 
But there's a difference between us honoring these, you know, previous artists and then forgetting about yourself because what you do is you kind of entrap yourself in what you said, mm-hmm. you know, trying to be like them. Yeah, you as lose opposed that to yourself. as opposed to being yourself, you know. Yeah, there's a power within you. You are your own authority. Period. Yeah. Like, and, and I think it takes a great artist, um, you know, to to say that about you know yourself. You know, that's why I respect artists. You know, that aside from championing those of the past they champion those of the future and the current as well yeah you know that's i think you know in because i guess we work in two different types of genres here if we had to kind of classify it you know Mm -hmm. um like in hip-hop what pisses me off the most is and i mentioned this on a previous episode where a lot of the legends quote unquote from the 70s and 80s who created the hip-hop you know genre and created this movement um although they do deserve respect they shit on literally everything that's come after them and by right. the way, you can cuss on this podcast. <laughs> True. You know, they mm-hmm. shit on everything that comes after them. And it's just like, True. that goes against everything that you stood for. Hello. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. Champion yourself. You're supposed to. Yeah. You're you. Yeah. You're the one doing this. Right. But don't shit on someone who's coming after you. That's right. That's just elevating what you did. Yes, right. there's bullshit out there, of course. Every genre has it. You know, everything in the world has it. You know, whether it's politics, movies, music, shows, whatever, it's there's always gonna be something that's just not good. Yeah. Who cares? Exactly. Do you yep. embrace what you like? Yep. And what you don't like, just leave it alone. Yeah. You know? It's not for everybody. Not yeah. everything is for everybody. And I think that like, um, even when hip hop was coming up, I'm sure the old heads like seventies seventies disco and da 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 all that, that was kind of like going away they all mm-hmm. were like the fuck is hip-hop and you know? hip-hop wasn't and supposed now, to last yeah and now hip-hop the old heads are like the fuck is this mumble rap shit you know and like, talking it, shit it's like a it's like a ongoing fam you're going backwards yeah like you're you're, you're, you're doing what was done to you right you know kind of kind of like that r kelly shit but whatever that's the topic <laughs> for another day. Yo, I cannot. <laughs> too soon too soon too soon, too soon. <laughs> all right, right. no nah, too soon is the internet with those uh bird box memes I haven't seen Bird Box. So do you understand like the whole point of being blindfolded where like they have Mm -mm. like so apparently in the movie, I haven't seen it either. Mm -hmm. Apparently the reason they're blindfolded is because there's this thing trying to get you to look at it. But if you look at it, it takes over. It makes you want to kill yourself. So so you're supposed to blindfold yourself so you don't see it. So there's a funny meme where he has like a thing going around his eyes, but he's got the eyes cut out and he's only got them cut out when it mentioned 15 year old girls. I was just like, oh God. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> oh. Yo, son, like it's like something like literally it's like something goes inside of you with this R. Kelly shit. Like it's like Yo, let's speak on it. Let's speak on it. It's like potent. It's like that that monster under your bed when you were Let's little, speak on it. You, you know, know, it's it's just <laughs> insane how someone can mask all this evil shit with mm-hmm. something that's supposed to be positive. Yeah, exactly. You know, I was telling you how the Michael Jackson "You Are Not Alone" song. I can't listen to that song anymore. I like that song a lot because what it says is so true. You are not alone. I am here with you. When we're far away, like it's that's a touching song. But then when you really find out that R. Kelly wrote the song while he was doing all this sick shit, it's like this song came from a sick place. <laughs> it came from a sick place, you know. And it's just like, yeah. Man, it just ruins it all, you know? Exactly. And it's like, 
I mean, I won't I won't get too personal, but I I just know manipulation and that kind of thing. I think that's why I'm feeling like it deep down in the like my gut, like ooh, it yeah, feels yeah. icky because it's so familiar. Yeah, but it's just like man. And for you weirdos out there, you know, familiar doesn't always have to be a direct correlation to your life. Yeah, it can be to exactly. many different things. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, th- this this whole thing is crazy because it just makes you want to question like. Man, does my other favorite artists have some sick shit in their past now? <laughs> All I imagined. Um, like, what was Beat It really about? <laughs> you know All I imagined saying? was, like, I thought about Jay and R. Kelly when they worked together. And I was like, Beyonce, when all the accusations were coming out, Beyonce was like, like a lawyer, like, tell me everything. <laughs> Don't leave anything out. That's when Jay wrote song Nigga, let me know. Like, oh, yeah. let me know. You know, it's um, so with you, would you consider yourself? Is it safe? To, well, I guess is it safe to say uh, that you're an up and coming artist? Yes. I All am. right. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you think that with the type of music that you're trying to do, um, the type of growth that you're trying to have, how do you think you'll be able to adapt to where music stands today, in the sense of how fast we're getting it? Mm-hmm. The type of quality that we're getting. Do you think it's still worth investing time to make quality music? You know, I... I almost... And this is probably, like, ignorant to say, but just, like, I... Actually, starting out, the end of this 2018, I was, like relinquishing that whole thought process about like where's the music industry going Mm -hmm. um is it worth it is it this and i was like why is everything that kept coming to me was like why is that important yeah why is you know why is it important to really think about that when there's something that's obviously always been here inside of me that's wanted to express itself and be a musician okay so just Express yourself. Now, is that, did you have that kind of internal conflict because of how close you are to the music business? Mm-hmm. Or, okay. So, it, it's been that, and then it's it's also my own, like, you know, insecurities and things sure. that I've gone through that I've, I've really had to strip away a lot of shit yeah. just to get to the core of myself, that thing that's always wanted to express itself. And be a musician and you know sing and just express myself at the end of the day when you're an artist you're just you're literally expressing a truth within you yeah yeah. r kelly is expressing a truth truth that's within him as sick as as it is as fucking sick as it is it's like he's expressing that through that but anyways it's like well no it's true because you you know think about it um I remember um, watching a lot of like Kanye videos and interviews and stuff like that where while he was producing all these hits for everyone, yeah, um, he kept trying to rap. And everyone was like, oh, yeah, it's dope. Blah, blah. Where are the beats at? You know what I mean? <laughs> cool, and then cool, it, cool. Okay. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> where, where are the fire ass beats? Come on, come on, come on. Come on. And, right. and, and it's funny that you say that because later on in his music, like when he put out his solo albums and people really realized who it was, you could hear the frustration of like, yo, I'm dope. Listen to my music, and here's me telling you that it's dope. And right. this is me telling you that I'm frustrated. Right. You know what I mean? So regardless of, of 
you know what's going around you it's just cool to be able to kind of you know but then that's dope that confidence is what i'm getting to now it's like no i'm a singer i have amazing range i'm great (laughs) and go forth and express you know like just just and for for the longest (laughs) for the longest time i couldn't just live and breathe that and i'm still working through it you know what i would say also i think we talked about this off air off air like this is gonna go on a radio (laughs) uh off the mic (laughs) is being okay with like accepting the fact that you're not always going to be in a creative mind state. Yeah. Everyone has it. Exactly. Everyone has it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and just being okay with that. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of artists and, you know, producers or whatever, creators need to accept that. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that you're not always going to be yeah. in that fire creative space. Nah. Sometimes you just need to go learn a song on the keyboard and just be in the moment. Like play or another, go read a book. Or read a book. Stay you know, away from it. Whatever. You know? yeah. 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 And, you know... I won't say like that's the first thing that came to me with that question. But then there's also, yes, do I worry and think about where the industry is going? Sometimes I wake up at night in the middle of the night and just like, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> why am I doing this? Yeah. I What's the you. point? But then I remember I'm going to die. So why not? Like, who cares? <laughs> Yo, you got to um, hear Anthony and I's conversation. Anthony's a mutual friend of ours. Yes. When we think about that type of stuff, it's like you think about man like why am i here mm-hmm. what's gonna happen in the afterlife all right cool yes i'm gonna worry about that once i get there <laughs> if i even can worry about it i know but for right now i'm gonna get these beats out yeah. i'm gonna get these drawings out etc right. etc you know what i mean um does that worry happen though yeah it does of course we're humans. we're humans yeah you know it's funny i was uh talking to a friend of mine um about the music business um you know not that we're on that subject mm-hmm it's crazy that like we're trying to figure out where music is going to go next all because we don't know what a stream is worth. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. I think the reason people are putting out this much music, like more quantity than quality Mm -hmm. is because we don't know what it's actually worth. So we're just trying to put out as much as we can to get as much as we can back. Yeah. You know, exactly. Because right now a stream, I think is worth less than half a penny, Mm -hmm. which to me is, just fucking insane. The amount of money that goes into tracking, recording, and mixing and mastering to come back and get a penny for a listen. Yeah, the amount of time it takes just to get a, a line out. Yeah. The, just the even creative process. Ex- just the creation <laughs> in your mind. <laughs> you know, the, 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 yeah. the, the paper down down to from your mind to the paper right. or the phone, whatever. Right. And then for that to end up just being worth half a penny to me is insane you know what do you think that we can do to kind of change that do you Mm -hmm. think it's it's slowing down how much music we're putting out so they can figure this shit out or what do you think it is Mm. do i think it's slowing down and that's just me throwing that Mm -hmm. out there like you know if you have anything else like what do you think we can do to change that because you and i had a conversation a few weeks ago or a few mm-hmm. months ago whenever it was mm-hmm. about just the nature of how dirty this business is and how we could you know we could be that change mm-hmm. so what do you think that we can do to change just i guess getting more value for our art value for art yeah in the money in the money sense mm-hmm. financially not just denying ourselves the right to to 
ask for more um whether that's any part of producing because i'm I'm not just the singer songwriter i'm also an audio engineer and i know how it is when you need to mix or master something and the artist is appalled at you know what you're asking for um I think that the mindset needs to change. Um, but the reality is, is like not everybody thinks the same way. So, um, but I, I also believe that when one person does something, it's a trifecta or other people do it as well. Do I know the exact formula or whatever the case may be? No, but I believe if you value yourself and your output, then the domino effect happens. Yeah. And you get that value back, you know? One thing that I think that, you know, it's kind of like a catch-22 that can and can't work as far as, you know, changing that Mm -hmm. is putting people who have created before. Okay. Um, I feel like, let's say, we're going to have a label head, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Or actually, you know what? Let me just go back. A&Rs. The A&R game is pretty much non-existent, it feels like. Because at the end of the day, the internet, it's really an A&R. Yeah. Um, and, I'm, and I mean more so in the traditional yeah. sense. You know in the mean? traditional sense, it's definitely different. It's not the same at all. Um, the, so, yes, the internet is influencing that. The numbers are influencing sure. that. If you, like, you need to get on for yourself before anyone will put you on kind of thing. Yeah. You know, like you already have to be a star in order to someone inv- for someone to invest in you. Right. And there are A&R still out there for labels who represent these artists they pull and put on and they are responsible for those. Yeah, artists. Yeah, yeah. So it's still the same, but very, very different. Um, yeah. And I guess you have better insight on that than, than yeah. I would. Um, the reason I bring up A&Rs is I feel like a lot of those roles could, you know, should be artists or at least have some sort of like actual familiarity if I even said that word correctly, mm-hmm. with creating. Mm-hmm. You know, because if I just hire some dickhead who who went to school for business <laughs> management mm-hmm. and he's just there, oh, this is, supposed, this is supposed to be what sounds good. I'm going to hire you. You're going to be coming here with me. And then, A, it ends up being shitty quality music. Mm-hmm. B, you make no money off of it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you get, and you, you can add into this, yeah. um, mm-hmm. if you get an artist or a creator They'll have some input on what the process actually takes, and they'll be able to, you know, really um, mm-hmm. know what goes into it to to actually put it on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, to, and to be able to place it in the right area. Right. I think I think the individuals need to have a variety within them that they're capable of understanding. So, like, if you think about it now, it's like the artist is the creative director. And the A&R people, the labels, the head, the managers, they're the business side of things. Mm-hmm. But the two work together to where it's collectively everyone's understanding that it is mm-hmm. a business. If you do have a good backing and formula that works, mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, I am close to the industry and I do see how everything's working now. Mm-hmm. Um, not everything. I see it from my scope and my lens and from my scope and my lens, I've seen how it's, it was one old concept that they've turned and made it different Mm -hmm. to where it works for the artist and the business side. And a lot of times, sometimes the business side, some of the people involved 
don't understand creative processes, but they are just as valued and needed, I think, just as much as the creative people who understand the creative side. Sure. Um, yeah. And it's I feel like so, it, it gets kind of wishy-washy because yeah. if you have an artist in an AR in an, and AR an awesome position, team. Uh, mm-hmm. the te- having a team is yeah. so underrated. Yeah. And <laughs> I really feel like it's underrated, yeah, honestly. It is. Um, and we'll get back to that, but Mm -hmm. you know, touching on the A and R thing, I think the negative side of having a creator is creative bias. To where, let's say you've got a hip hop producer or a hip hop artist Mm -hmm. who's an A and R. That person, I'm assuming, is if 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 their if their creative bias is in full effect, they're gonna want everything that comes out to be some sort of hip hop based thing. When it it, it's not always gonna work. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I've I've seen I saw this happen closely. I don't know if I, I can speak on specifics or not, so I'm not going to say specifics, but I'm going to kind of use X and well, Y. Shout out, right? shout, out, shout out to Sidovna <laughs> for not trying to get a suit on another freaking yeah, podcast. Oh, yes. Cue the air horn. So it was basically where said hit, right, song, where said artist and management, oh, etc. Um, I like it. Liked. Like they loved the song. The song they they knew that it was gonna be a hit. Like they just knew. The label, the A and R, all of them were like, nah, no, it's not. It's not gonna work. This this is not going to be a hit. But these said managers and people did it anyway, and mm. it's a hit. Mm-hmm. So it's like. The old heads and people who are up in the labels, they don't – it, it. people think that – and it depends on the label and the team, again, um, who allows things to happen versus things not happening. So sure. it just it – just, it really is – you got to be smart. You got to know who your team members are, and it's, it's funny. Yeah, yeah, Because that bias is there, mm-hmm. but if you don't have a team to back you up that's going to represent you and oh, say, yeah. nah, this – is what needs to happen then that's that's what will happen you'll have that bias that'll say nah and then it won't happen then because if you have out. a real team yeah your team's gonna know your music better yeah. than this than this asshole at this label right exactly. let's be real yeah if, if you've got a solid team that's been rocking with you mm-hmm. you're all gonna know your music better than this dickhead over here and this guy over here and mm-hmm. this guy over here mm-hmm. you know what i mean um but anyway let's screw all that music business talk for right now <laughs> Fuck that, because we could go on for days talking Literally. about this shit. Honestly, it just ugh. <laughs> you know, I, I I do so much research and just learning more about the business as I grow as a, as a producer. It's important to know that too. It's important. But I know it's we annoying. talked about it is. I know I talked about like the fluff of like not, you know, who cares about it while you're developing as an artist. Enjoy the time that you have that you don't have to worry about it. And I saw this one thing yesterday that said, and you know. And this we'll we'll kind of wrap this topic up, mm-hmm. where it's at. I forget who it was, but he said, "It's not pretty looking at a starving artist. It's not pretty. Mm-hmm. This whole fake mirage of doing this only for the art. It's not pretty. Mm-hmm. No one wants to see a broke artist. <laughs> if we're truthful, no one you wants know, to like see Erica. A ba- like I'll, and I'll, this is the last thing I'll say. I promise, Erica Badu." If you see her walking down the street, you would never think that she's Erica Badu. <laughs> so what that goes to show is, yes, yeah, she's doing it for the art, 
Them pockets is deep somewhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> but anyway, let's go back and touch on Saidovna, mm-hmm. the artist, the person. Yes. Where, where were you born? I was born in Moscow, Russia. Really? Yeah, I was. All right. So let's let's remember what she said at the beginning. She was not sent here from Russia <laughs> as a plant. Let's just remember that, folks. Let's see where this conversation I'm not goes. A sleeper cell. So. <laughs> <laughs> so you're born in Russia for real? Yeah, I was. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Um, how old were you when you came to the states? Um, I believe I was about three, three mm, years after old. After she finished training. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Everything on this podcast is alleged. Yeah, every single thing. <laughs> I don't even know if she's a real artist, but whatever, right? <laughs> yeah, whatever. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. Uh, where? So you moved here. Where, where did you first, you know, kind of grow up in? Um, you said everywhere. So, so where did you first kind of grow up in? Yeah, I mean, so when my dad and I came from Russia, um, he we he's a Sierra, he's Sierra Sierra Leonean, so I'm, I'm half African. Okay. But um, we came to New York, um, and then after that, we moved to Virginia. Um, a bunch of my uncles and people he my my dad grew up with in Africa were living up in Morningside near, uh, I don't know if you know, in Alexandria near Landmark Mall and all oh, that. Yeah. Like, posted up a whole bunch of uncles, aunts in one apartment, Morningside. We're not far from there, Not actually. at all. And... <laughs> Um, I was there. I was the the little girl with my dad, and he was working at Staples. And then the mil- he saw something about the military, and then he signed up. And life changed. <laughs> he went to basic training, and he was in Oklahoma. And yeah, my yeah, my life is crazy. But it started off in Virginia. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And, and look, we're right here, full circle. <laughs> <laughs> Back in Arlington, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then when he was in basic training, I actually Allegedly. stayed here, mm-hmm. um, up here with one of my aunts uh, while he was in basic training. So in Arlington, actually. I, I actually drove down the street. What high school did you go to? I went to Lake Braddock Secondary School. Oh, you were a rival. I went to TC. Oh, shut oh, up. That's rival crazy. school. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Lake Braddock Secondary School. TC Williams. Wow. I played basketball. Like ninth grade, though, I sucked. (laughs) I was better at defense. You were better at music. It's safe to say you just moved on to better things. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty dope. So, went to New York for a bit, Virginia. Mm -hmm. After Virginia, I I know that you came back to Virginia from Texas. Yeah. Where were you? Were you at Texas the longest? So basically, it was a back and forth between Virginia, Oklahoma, um, Texas. Not really, just Oklahoma okay. and Virginia. Okay. So. Oh, that's a culture shock. Yeah. So it was basically back and forth, back and forth. And when I say like journey wise, my life is just like the people I lived with. I lived with different families at different points because um, my mom didn't come with us. So. Um, who I refer to as my mom is the person I knew as my mom here in the sure, States. Yeah. So, but, um, just while my dad was traveling the world military wise, I was kind of with whoever family, whatever, not whatever family. Like sometimes I was with my uncles. Sure. Sometimes I was with the white folks that he felt he could trust. <laughs> and 
you know. Can't trust. No, shout out to all our white people. <laughs> we shout them out all the time. <laughs> shout out to the white people. But, um, yeah, it's even Yo, talking hold on, hold on, about hold on. it now. Real quick, in my mind, the only thing I yeah. could come up with was white power. But I was like, that is not the right thing to say. Oh, no, no, no. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Oh, man. would have been straight silence. You would have just heard silence on beep, my beep, side. Beep, beep. Um, so but, you had that typical, yeah. I guess, kind of typical, like, military upbringing. Mm, yeah kind of parents you know the parents not you know always there that type of thing Mm exactly how do you think that um kind of shaped your character growing up you know having that type of lifestyle you know um going back and forth from different families you know (laughs) father coming in and out not out of your life but you know military dad you know yeah yeah um it definitely made me a leader and it made me grow up a lot faster than a lot of people um, it made me see a lot of perspective in the way that people think and people navigate the world, mm. different races, different ways of thinking, okay. different ways of living. Um, it complicated me, my dad and I's relationship too. Um, so a, a lot, yeah, a absolutely. lot, a lot layered in there. So, um, yeah. So grew up really fast yeah i mean mm-hmm. yeah that happens mentally yeah you know it's, it's it's interesting because a lot of people that i meet um that grow up in that kind of military lifestyle it, it's a very similar story mm-hmm. um, obviously that can either always you know go left or right mm-hmm. um depending on the people that you surround yourself with and the type of mental state that you grew up in as well um in this case yeah. you know you've turned out you've turned out high no, you alright. If man, we gotta get cameras in here just to see what she just did right now. <laughs> She's flexing on me right now. That's pretty no, dope. Yeah. So, do you feel like um, your upbringing is gonna contribute to what you're gonna put into your creation of music? Definitely. Yeah. 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 It's, in what sense? It's really about coming back home to myself because, in a lot of ways, I kind of raised myself because I didn't really have the the direct mom dad consistency mm-hmm. i had a lot of different opinions different things that were laid on me pretty so much variety like when i say variety just trying to figure myself out um so um coming back home to myself is how it will influence it um whether that's what i've taken and received from all these people and cultures and what i've been around what i've gone through it's really just been about me coming back to home to myself from the day i turned 18 up until now is what it's been about and how old are you now you never ask a lady no i'm just joking i'm 27 (laughs) i don't care about that shit yeah 27 yeah so like yeah it's like I'm trying my hardest not to like say so much about my life to kind of like, I don't know, like, cause it's, I get emotional about it sometimes. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And you can't get emotional cause I will cry. Yeah, son. And I'm, I'm too like G for that. Mm. So we we keep a G real out here. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck the police. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bitch. (laughs) Um, yeah. So it's just really been about, cause when I turned 18, it was like my, my i could like it was finally me leaving all the suppression and all the the guilt and the literally fear. Free. like i free like like not you know like when you turn 18 you, you know i remember when i turned 18 um yeah it was 
it wasn't, you know, most people that turned 18, you know, when I was growing up, you know, my peers, when they turned 18, they were like, yes, it's time for me to go this, this, then, this, then, this, then, this, that. For me, it was like, okay, I already did that when I was, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17. Mm-hmm. By the time I turned 18, I just felt like now I finally have the freedom to be an adult and to actually spread my wings, so to speak. Yeah. Is that is that the type of feeling? More <clears throat> so like, like you finally were able to breathe yeah. and kind of let out. Yeah, but in the same in the same regard, I found all the ways that I was trapped in myself mm-hmm. at the same time. So a lot of redigging to figure out myself. So yeah, freeing, but a feeling of why do I still feel trapped? Sure. You know. So. And do you feel like music was an escape to that? It's like, always been. It's always been an escape. Yeah. At, at what age did you start doing music? Because, mm-hmm. you know, you hear from artists all the time. Um, well, I remember very well at the age of three picking up a piano. <laughs> and, you know, you always hear that cliche story of, yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. You know, so what can you say was, at, you know, one of the first times that you can remember, you're inf- like you saying, hey, this is what I want to do. Or like, this is pretty cool. Let me try this. Yeah, literally, it's what I gravitated towards. It's I, I remember I told uh, Frankie this. I said... And we're going to bleep that out. It was like <laughs> I could lean into that bass drum and lean into the bass. And okay. the instruments, the musician, the lyrics understood me more than I could ever express mm. or that anyone would understand. Yeah. So naturally, music was always just the thing that I could just go to no matter what. And um, I I remember this, this voice in my head when I was little, like, what else would I do besides music? Like, what else is out there for me? Nothing else. I don't know anything else. And. It wasn't like I was like, oh, I'm going to go be a singer because I just want to be a singer. It's just like intu- intuitively, that's all I've felt. That's all I've known. So I remember wanting to explore this side of me so much, but a lot of my childhood was really dark sometimes and just a lot was going on. And I remember my uncle had all these CDs and I was like, it was almost like if you see like the lights and like the like heaven around it. And I was like, uncle, can I go like, like listen to, I I took all his CDs and was like, let me listen to all of them. But like life just, I like, it was like this urge and everybody would be like, Maria, turn off the music. Like we want to watch a movie. Like you're always talking about music. So it's kind of like going to the end of the light. And then something just pulls you back away from it. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that's that's what music always been to me. It's like the thing I could lean into that it understood me and I understood it. it so just I guess you could say like that's, like that's probably like the the fondest memory and the oldest memory you have of it. It's just that need at such a young age to just yeah. want to listen to music. Like you felt yeah. like that's what you needed. Yes. So at a very young age, you felt like that was your calling. Always. That's all I've ever felt. And I... I remember always asking my dad, like, we don't go to church, but can I go to church so I can join the choir? Oh, wow. Can I go to Duke Ellington? I'll get myself on the bus. I'll do whatever it takes. Were you ever in a church choir? Yes, I was. Yeah? Uh, at the Mount Vernon Church. Oh, typical singer. 
Yeah, just for a little bit though, yeah. just because life happened and I had to be swung this way and that way and all the stuff. So, um, so yeah, the and then talent shows. There. Yeah, everyone knew I wanted to sing in yeah. middle school, high school. Everyone, like anybody, would tell you Maria wanted to sing. I was in dance, like. The little things that I could get myself into, I would try my best to do that in school. But then it was almost like home life took me back out of it. Yeah. So, yeah. You know what, though? That's I commend you for that because most people would literally give it up. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not saying that because we got this microphone. Where I could turn this shit off and tell you that right now. Mm-hmm. I really commend you for that because most people will let life happen. Mm-hmm. Yes, life happens to everyone. Mm-hmm. But... You know, there's very few people that you meet that say, I really want to do this music thing. This is really what I need, not what I want to do, but what I need to do. Yeah. You know. Exactly. People say that all the time, but as soon as life happens, they just let it go. Mm -hmm. You very rarely come across people like yourself, people like me, and other people that we may know that truly have that desire Mm -hmm. to need to chase and pursue this music and make sure that nothing pulls you apart from it. Right. And I really think that's dope because that's something that causes you to create your best creation, to appreciate it so much more. And I feel like, you know, it goes back to the question I asked you, like what's an influence that you feel like you can pass on. And I think that's what you can pass on mm-hmm. to your fans and to people who listen to your music is your true love and need and want for the music mm-hmm. you know because you don't see that wow often, that's you know? true yeah especially in this era you know kind of bringing it full circle with everything that we talked about in this era that we're in where it's a release this friday yeah 25 releases the next week mm-hmm. 30 the next week after that 45 after that right but where is it coming from right you can yes there's there's a lot of music in there but is it full of that desire and that you know that real need for the music right you know like you said it's the true need and want and desire for music in my life like none other it literally is that and i haven't i'm happy i did this because that is what it is yeah it's for me that's why it's like at the end of the day with all the business and this and that all the noise the end of the day i I need to come back home to me and it's always been music and it's so. one of those things that, like, I'm willing to go through that noise and through the politics and through the bullshit of this business that we want to get into. Mm-hmm. and But we want to get into it so that we can put this out. Mm-hmm. And we're willing to do that. And again, in your instance, yeah, you were going back and forth between, you know, families and friends, different states, different cities and mm-hmm. all that good, you know, all that. I can't say good stuff, all that interesting stuff, you know. Yeah. That's that noise that I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But still knowing this is what I need. Yeah. And I I really think that's dope as well because it's like you're not chasing because it's popular. It's just because you want to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, and and I I really do respect that a lot. You know, we've had a lot of conversations off off the mic about this stuff and how hard it is to really come across people who understand the type of passion you have for music, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. And again, this isn't about me. This is, you know, about you. But (laughs) it's just so dope to, you know, find someone that you can relate to in that sense. Because, you know, I've run across a lot of people from, you know, high school and middle school. And they ask me, hey, what are you up to? You still doing music? I'm like, and they ask Mm -hmm. me jokingly. 
Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, I, I'm actually a lot better. You can find my stuff here. And they're like, wait. Yeah. You're still doing that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. What'd you expect? Yeah. Yep. They're like, yeah, but you and such and such were doing music. Yeah. Right. But I want to do music. I need it. Right. You know? This is I what need keeps it. me sane. Yeah. That word is really, like, vibrationally really strong right now. Like, frequency-wise, need. Need. It's, it's, that's exactly it. Yeah. Simply, I need it to function, to be. Yeah. I need it. You know, like, there's so much music that's out, right? Mm-hmm. Most, most of the music that's out there, we're listening to it because we want to hear it. Yeah. I want to hear that new 21 Savage. I want to hear that new Drake. Mm-hmm. But I need to hear that Jay-Z. I need to hear, in your case, I need to, I, she's working on an album. I need to hear that Sade. She coming with it. Don't don't sleep. She coming. <laughs> she, she's Spence on the come up? Since 2011, but it, it's coming. She's on the come up? Yes. She's, she's next up? Sade. She's she, next she, up? She's on her way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, people. I need you guys to do me a favor. Who's a poll? Who's coming out with the album first? Sidovna or Sade? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine we choose the same exact date. Yo, I would that'll die. be ill. Yo, what if you all tell Sade? Man, what? All right. I would just hope that she'd be like, you know what? Let's just go on a joint tour. Let me tell you this right now. We got through all the nice, happy, serious shit. Let's get to the bullshit. The bullshit. If you, if you outsell Sade, are you talking shit or are you, are you saying, you know, are you going to give the, the PC music industry answer of, I'm just thankful to be here next to her. What are you going to do? Let's be real. Man... I'm going to be like, I know I'll probably pause, but if I was in a situation where like I'm being interviewed or something and they're you like, go, whatever, man, I better start practicing I, that media son, training now. Like <laughs> I would not know what to do with my hands. I wouldn't know what to do with my feet. I would be in awe. But most of all, I would tell her like, yo. Sorry, we 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 like it all came full circle and we put out our albums at the same point. But I won. And I won. Um, but <laughs> but here comes the PC. You there's this there was this video on YouTube. Mm. I was like, I'm gonna search her creative process. Mm. How does she do it? What is she doing in the studio? Why does she feel it's okay to take this long on an album? Because mm. I was looking for that. I guess validation of like this is my creative process yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's okay, right? Literally, I'll send this video to you. But her creative process. I'm gonna send you mine too, and I'll explain it a bit. She talks it's about hard. it and she says like, "I know I have musicians who are counting on me, and I know I have this going on, but it needs to be the truest." It. She looks for the, the 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 initial feeling and the truest feeling, mm. and sometimes that takes however long and that's what it is you you're know? not going to be in the same mental state today and tomorrow exactly so mm. that, that would be it I, I have nothing else to say so to, to <laughs> sum it up she's going to be pc as a motherfucker but i'm like but <laughs> but behind her back i'm like yeah bitch i got you <laughs> at the same time no i would ask her like how do you do it how do you maintain this go live in a farm in london secluded see i'm an and ass. not be in the media because if, if I could have it my way, I would have Sade's music career as in, like, how she does it. How mm. she leaves sure, yeah, and yeah. doesn't have to be involved with any of it. 
and puts out an album every like seven, ten Yo, years. Yo, I remember the rumblings of this album that she's working on now. People yeah. went crazy, and it's like, holy crap. We like, still waiting. It's like a cult. <laughs> but it's, but it's, I guess cult is such a strong word, but it's just so dope. we've been hearing about it all night. For like the past 20 years, right? Oh, no, cults. Like, oh, oh. That thing. But we're going to come. Right, uh-uh. Go back to Sade. Yo, I she need she to with the bullshit. <laughs> we need to keep Sade. I'm not going to lie. If I. Like, sold more production, you know, I got more production credits and sold more albums based on my production, more than, like, Kanye or Quincy. I'm not going to lie, I talk a little shit, but, yo, I love Quincy, I love Kanye, but you ain't got these numbers, though. <laughs> that's that tourist coming out. Yeah, that's facts, all man. you, nah, all day. That's the AVA, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. DMV in this bitch, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, I think I'm really chill, that it wouldn't even, I'd be like, oh, wow, that happened. Like, that would be me. It would be like, oh, wow, my album surpassed Shaw Days. Okay, cool. Like, that would be... Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be pretty dope. So, when can we expect some more music from you? On the real. On the real, 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 real. Because I know that, um, you know, in talking to you, your creative process mm-hmm. um, is that of a Shaw Day um, in the sense that you really take time to harness yourself and harness your craft mm-hmm. and to be able to feel comfortable enough to actually create and then put it out. So yeah. realistically, based on, you know, your Time. work process, when should we expect some more music? Because you do have two singles out. I do. Um, so as far as the what's coming and what is happening, um, I am working on one song. I've been talking about it for the longest. But what happened with those two songs is I was working with someone on those and they didn't put the pressure on me. I put the pressure on myself to put it out okay. and to stop. We call her, we call it fuck around dietist. So that's when you like, you like, no, I'm going to go record it 10 million hundred times. It's not perfect yet. Right. But instead of like honoring myself, I fed into that and kind of like, even though I wasn't satisfied with, the two songs i just said i need to do this to get out get um get out of my own way so um now that i'm here and i've moved away from that spot and that person and i have had several conversations about it and he was just like yo i never put that pressure on you i put you put that pressure on yourself sure yeah he was like i mean i gave that advice but you could have just said no it's not ready yet and i would have been okay with it too and I was like, so I need to stop making what other I think other people are doing or telling me I need to be doing and more so focus on me. So with that weight off, it feels so good. Do you feel like you it's can actually like, create now for yourself and then put it out as opposed to yeah. catering to an audience? Yes, exactly. So like with this next one, this single that it's, I've been sitting on it for so long, I'm finished. I got all my equipment. I just put it out. All my equipment. Just put it out. So or, or send me I the rough. Am, send me the rough. So the recording, all, all my lead vocals <laughs> are gonna. I'm gonna. I'm waiting on my cables to okay. come in. So I have my microphone. I have my acoustic. Everything. It's ready to go. I just need the plugs. Um, I've been reco- recording it at different studios since I moved out here. Okay. But still not satisfied. So. I have my own shocker there. Whenever I no I, shot to you, shout to the studios. You know, Missy Elliott. I gotta like really talk about her. She talks about how she goes and she records by herself 
because she's it's just like Timbaland and all them are like her brothers and mm-hmm. it's like nah the shit I gotta say I'd rather just say it by myself yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. there is something about being by myself in a studio recording by myself that shit just I love it everything that I've ever recorded by myself I always love it more and I know that it's like something I gotta get comfortable with with recording in front of other people but yes and no yeah yeah because I, I feel so. like you're at your most vulnerable when you're by yourself mm-hmm. because it's just you yeah you know um but i also feel like it is needed to be around people sometimes yeah because it it's is gotten good a to, lot better yeah, yeah than it is where good. i was like i'm the same way yeah like, we're in here right now this is where i create yeah you know um and i love it i love mm-hmm. being by myself but sometimes that added factor of having someone there it helps mm-hmm. because for whatever reason it sparks something yep and it's dope exactly you know so and i'm with you i think i'm getting there and i i just in this in this kind of like beginner phase even though i put two songs out i feel like this is really really the beginning this time because I'm actually really excited about this single and I'm working on a video for it. And mm. this whole year, my goal is to really just work on a project, but then allow myself the time to explore my sound. I know a producer you can work with, actually. Myself. It's crazy. You know this guy named Dennis? Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know who that bum is, but whatever. Oh, did we bleep that out? <laughs> Ooh, bleep, 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 bleep. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I go by Dennis Lahir anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, hold on. Did I give the government? So before we, we, we get out of here, mm-hmm. um, if we could just get some advice from Saidovna to every up-and-coming artist in the area. Because people listen to this shit. I don't know why people listen to this shit, but they do. Yeah. One thing that I would say, um, all right, she just shit it on me. So, um, (laughs) what would I say? I mean, just like what I said before, it's really the people who came before us are amazing, and there's a reason why they influenced us, but. At the end of the day, there's something within us all that we are trying to express. Yeah. Take the time to actively listen to that that voice. Take time to be silent with yourself, and the music will speak to you by itself. I believe music is a spirit, actually. Mm. Like, it's an actual, like, it's the wind, and it talks to you. So, honor yourself, B. Like, just, just honor yourself. That's dope. Take the time. Just put the blinders on. Bet I like that. Mm-hmm. Everybody, this is another freaking podcast episode number whatever the f- clusterfuck is going to be called. Another you can follow us podcast. at Phantom Beats VA. Yes. Which is socials? Let's let the people know who My you are. My socials are Sidovna K. Sidovna <laughs> K. Let's spell that out. Instagram. That is S A I D as in dog. O V as in Victor. N as in Nancy. A as in Apple. K as in mm. Kilo. Mm. No, I don't sell. Um, that's Instagram <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me on Apple music and iTunes. She's got two singles. Spotify. I'm in awe and storm is coming. And yep. this is the single storm is coming by Sidovna. <laughs>